0: You're listening to Shalice's Podcast. All righty then, let's pray. Father, I thank you for this podcast series, Scene is Believing. I thank you that you're excited about this podcast because you are ready for heaven to invade earth. It already invaded earth. When Jesus invaded earth, when he was born, but father, it invades every single day when we partner with the Holy spirit and it manifests in our lives. It manifests in uh, the lives of those that we are encountering every single day. And father, you are busy. You are at work. Just like Jesus said that the father in him did the work. I thank you that you are still doing the work through us and I thank you father that it is good to be a kingdom citizen it is good to be alive in Christ it is good to be seated at the right hand of you right now and I just thank you God that you are enlightening the eyes of our understanding as we uh, go through this series I thank you that you are helping us recognize the power of the resurrection of the power of the Holy Spirit that dwells in us and that the very same works that Jesus uh, did that we can do because Jesus is alive in us. So Father, um, make it simple for us today, God. Make these, um, principles that, that scripture has demonstrated and taught us all throughout the ages. Make it relatable. Make it easy. God, make it fun. Make it joy-filled, and raise our our vibration today to the frequency of Jesus. Uh, manifest your presence and your glory in our midst, and we are going to give you all the praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, awesome, you guys. I am excited to continue our series today. We are in part three, believe it or not. I feel like these series go so fast, but we are in a really powerful topic, right, called Seeing is Believing, and I have been teaching uh, out of 2 Corinthians 4, 17, and 18 over the course of these uh, episodes And I'm going to jump off reading it again today, and we're going to see where uh, the Holy Spirit wants us to take it today. Okay, here's what it says in 2 Corinthians uh, 4, verse 17 and 18. It says, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Now, I've been reading and teaching this out of, and um, this is the New King James Version today, but I've been teaching it out of this version because in the first episode, I said this version is the, the version that I cut my teeth on. And when I say cut my teeth on, I want to tell you that the principle of seeing something before you know in the spirit in the in in your imagination internally having an internal vision of something and watching it manifest in the physical realm is something that i have been doing now for i have to count it up 30 years 30 years i have been practicing what i'm teaching today and what's interesting about that is that i actually did not learn this principle in church now, I did learn the principle in church uh, in my 30s, but I actually learned of this principle when I was in my 20s. And you might be saying, What, what do you mean by that, Shalise? Well, the thing about our imagination, the thing about holding an a vision, the thing about seeing the unseen in the midst of a contradiction or in the midst of a light affliction, right? I talked about what you know, how our afflictions are, are light and momentary in that first episode, but my point is, is that learning how to hold a vision and co-create with God to see uh, the desires of my heart manifest is something that I was practicing before I was even. a I mean, I was a Christian. I was born again when I was ten, right? I mean, I did the altar call when I was ten. Heck, I rededicated my life every Sunday <laughs> for a really long time in the Baptist church. Oh my gosh, camp every year at camp—that was a real serious rededication. Oh, but that's a whole nother story because I could never live up to that performance-based version of Christianity. But anyway, we're not talking about that today. We're talking about seeing is believing. We're talking about looking at something that is not seen until it is seen, right? Where where our light affliction, the contradiction, the thing that we desire, the thing that that I would say on this podcast, right, that is promised to us in Christ that is not visible at the moment, in fact, maybe the opposite is visible at the moment, we are standing for the manifestation of the unseen uh, in, in all kinds of situations. And what I'm saying today is that I learned how to, I learned the power of our imagination. I learned the power of a vision when I was in my 20s, when I was in corporate And I got exposed to Zig Ziglar and I got exposed to, um, what's the guy's name? Norman Vincent Peale, the power of positive thinking. And I was very successful in my career in corporate because I implemented these principles. And then, of course, as I surrendered myself to to the Lord and I understood, started to understand faith and I started to understand scripturally why this was true, things even skyrocketed, skyrocketed even more. Meaning that I learned how to hold a a vision, hold a desire, hold uh, a A goal in my heart and in my imagination until it came to fruition and materialized in the natural. And why am I sharing that? Because I've talked about this in my Creative Dominion series. I've talked about this in other podcast series that I've done. I've talked about the fact that because human beings are created in the image of God, We are co creators by design. We have been given the internal faculty of our imagination uh, because it is very powerful. It's a creative force. The same thing with our words. Our words, just by design, because we are human beings, are creative. Uh, We are co creative, co creators with God when we Acknowledge and surrender our life to God. But the truth of the matter is we are co-creators regardless if we know it or not. In fact, when I was healed um, from the inside out, right, of depression and anxiety in my late 20s, it was it, well, actually in my 30s, it was because I started to grab hold of the, the truth that my words were powerful, that my internal the internal world was powerful. And I realized that I had been speaking all all kinds of, of negative things over myself. I almost like, you know, it was like a joke for me to say, oh, I'm so crazy, right? I had this kind of funny name that my friends would call me. They call me Waffle House Crazy because we'd be out to all hours of the night, you know, going into the Waffle Houses to have breakfast. And I, anyway, I, I don't have to go into that story. But the point is, is, there were some very interesting characters that would show up in the Waffle House late at night, right? So they would always say, hey, you're Waffle House Crazy. But anyway, the point is, is that I, I embrace that identity and I spoke it over myself. And honestly, a big part of my healing was starting to, to, to reimagine who I was in Christ and start to speak the truth about who I was and come out of agreement with that. I was crazy and say, no, 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 I've not been given a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. And so I began to get my internal image and my words in alignment with the truth. And guess what happened? It began to manifest. It manifested in my life. Now, this is not just a principle that worked in my life. It's not just a principle that I worked, you know, that worked when I was in corporate and in sales and had these crazy quotas. And I would imagine myself, you know, um, in in CEO offices of Fortune 500 companies uh, getting their business, which, I mean, I was very young. I was in my 20s. So this was like a big deal to be, you know, going into these CEO offices of, you know, 7-Eleven and, and Motorola and these companies. And, you know, feeling very unqualified and all of those things like who, who am I? I'm a little kid. These people are going to listen to me. But the point is, is that I learned it in in that environment. But it's and it worked in that environment. But it hasn't just worked in that environment. It hasn't just worked in my own life. And I could give you story after story, which I might today of how this is manifested in my own life, but it's 100% scriptural. And we've already talked about that, right? When we talked about Abraham, who's the father of faith, and we and we talked about how God changed his name. He got his mouth talking uh, in the same, uh, in agreement with who he, who God called he, called him to be. He was agreeing with the prophetic words that had been spoken over him. God called him the father of a nation. Well, you know, when he was well beyond the age of, of being able to have children, but he changed his name from Abram to Abraham. Why? Because every time he said his name, it it was this agreement that was happening internally and faith started to rise up. And not only that, but he told him to use his imagination, go out and look at the stars, go look at the the number of uh, sand, sand granules on the seashore, then, because the same number as there are grains of sand is how many offspring you're going to have. The same number of stars that are in the heaven is the same number of offspring that you're going to have. So this is a scriptural principle. This is frankly a secular, secular success principle. And this is also something that I can tell you I have demonstrated now for over 30 years. So I mean, write the vision and make it plain right? Habakkuk, Write The vision, meaning we need to understand what it is that, that we are co-creating with God. What is the goal? What is the promise of God? What is the, the, the desire of your heart that you know belongs to you in Christ. We we first of all have to get a clear vision of that. You know, I've shared the testimony, even in the series, I, I, I'm pretty sure, uh, about how I went from not being able to have children, having serial miscarriages to having children, right? I, I, I've i gone, we've done this in my my family for, for years. I remember there was a time when Brian and I, um, were first married and it he was he was trying to we had, you know he had relocated to to, to uh, illinois and he was trying to get pass his plumbing license test right he was a master plumber in, in california but he, he was having a hard time passing this test even though he'd been doing it for years and I remember him coming home after taking the test like maybe the third or fourth time and this was a big deal because like you couldn't get work I mean you really needed this test. And I remember him coming in and being like, oh, my gosh, I blew the practical, you know, da, 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 da he was telling me how he didn't think he did well at all. And I just remember going, you know, just getting so frustrated. And immediately I remember going and taking a shower because I just knew if I could just like pray in the spirit. <laughs> and I had, I think, Lily, I don't know if Lily was born or not yet. I just know that I could be alone in the shower. <clears throat> and man, I was praying in the spirit, praying in the spirit. And God began to give me a vision. He began to give me a vision and he said to me, well, what do you see? What do you see? And I can tell you, beloved, whenever I'm not seeing the manifestation of something in my life, the Holy Spirit will still ask me that same question. What do you see? What do you see? What are you in agreement with? What do you believe? Right. He'll ask me, what do you see? What do you see? Why? Because the Holy Spirit recognizes that if you can see it, you can have it. You know, we can become what we believe and seeing is believing. Seeing is the process of incubating that vision internally and bringing it into the scene realm. So I'm praying in the spirit, praying in the shower. And all of a sudden I get that revelation. Oh my gosh, what have we been seeing? And if I was honest, I was seeing, oh, we're not going to have the money. We're not going to get a job. You know, Brian's not going to be get a job. And I'm like stressing out about it. And so I was like, oh, you know, and as I prayed, I just kind of saw the scene realm of this of the stress and all of the anxiety and just the failure, the scene realm and the circumstances just losing their power. And I remember getting out of the shower and running into but to Brian and I said, I heard from God, what do we see? What do we see? And I told him, I said, I see, I just told him my vision, I see you going to the mailbox and I see you pulling out your test results, opening them up. And you pass. I can see the passing grade on the envelope. Now, mind you, we'd already had envelopes that said he failed. So I could could visualize at least what the letter looked like. And I said, what do you see? What do you see, honey? And he said, I see myself driving around in my own van. And I've got my own clients. I've got my own plumbing business. And I said, great. We're in agreement. And you know what? It was a fight. Even though we saw it, we still had like three weeks to wait for the dang results to come in. And so every day I had to fight the opposite of, you know, my light affliction was for three weeks. And every day I was getting bombarded with what are we going to do if he doesn't pass? You know, we're not going to be able to eat. I mean, all of these visions that were coming to me that were not the prophecy, not the will of God, not what I desired. But yet I was fighting to not create that. So I remember just, nope, 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 going back into that vision, walking to the mailbox, opening up the mailbox, getting the letter. Oh, look, it's a passing grade, celebrating Woo-hoo, what will be passed, you know? And I did it every single day, even though I was getting bombarded with all of this negativity in my mind. Well, what was interesting about this particular testimony is that You know, I remember it was like a holiday or something. I'm not sure exactly, but the like one day the mail didn't come and it was like, oh, when is the mail going to come? Then the next day, I remember Brian went out to go get the mail and I was like, you know, he's like, I'm going to go see if my test is there. And I remember saying out loud it's not going to be there because I'm the one that gets the mail and opens it and finds out that you passed. But he was like, you know, whatever. So he goes out. Sure enough, it wasn't there. Well, the very next day I was like, I'm going to go get the mail. So I went to get the mail when it, uh, sure enough, there was the letter. And just as I had visualized it, I opened it up and he had passed. Right. Now you might say, well, Shalise, you know, that just is, you know, not a really good example, but I'm telling you guys, He tells me that there is no way in the natural that he could have passed that exam. Like he really, whatever the practical part was where you had to build something or whatever you do in plumbing world, like he, he did not, it did not pass. So it was absolutely a miracle. Okay. Now I could tell you other stories about this. I mean, we have, we have seen it over and over and over again. And I will tell you that the thing that the Holy Spirit told me that day in the shower what do you see? What do you see? Like it is a correction that the Holy Spirit brings to me on a a continual basis when I am co-creating a vision with him. And it is, it is, it is hard to admit that sometimes we are meditating and creating exactly what we don't want. Meaning we are actually meditating and visualizing and going into a future that is the the opposite it's the we're worrying about it and guess what we end up uh partnering with a prophecy <laughs> that is really not a prop i mean it's a prophecy in the fact that it's you know something that in the future that's coming into the now but it's the, not the not the prophecy not the future that we want you know i got i will also say this i really even though i had done this with goals and stuff in my 20s i think when i really learned how The prophetic works in this vein was when Brian and I were dating. And I remember coming home from Starbucks one day and coming into the house. And I was not accustomed to getting such clear direction from God. But that day, I remember coming in, the Holy Spirit saying, Get a piece of paper. And I was like, Oh, 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 okay. So I remember I got a piece of paper and I just began to write what I was hearing. And I just, it, it was a t- an incredible word that God was giving me. I was actually being called into ministry and God also at the time was revealing some of the, some, really what my, probably what my biggest challenge was in my life. And he started out by saying, you know, that uh, you fear people's reactions, you know, and he started talking to, to me about some circumstances that were going on in my life and how because of my upbringing because i had grown up in a in a in a home where violence was uh, was a part of that and you kind of never knew what to expect you know what i'm saying like i had developed this fear of people's reactions and so he starts ministering to me about that a little bit and then he starts he tells me i'm called into ministry and then he tells me Brian is your husband and This was way back when we were dating you guys like I I think I had surrendered my life to God, maybe six months in, and I don't even think Brian had really made that decision yet. So there wasn't any natural evidence that he was going to come along with me in this call to ministry. I, I I, mean, he wasn't really going to church. I mean, he, you know, I mean, like he was kind of like I had been, right? He'd grown up as a Christian, but he was not at the time, you know? I mean, he was a beer drinking construction worker at the time. And I remember thinking, I don't want anything that's not a part of God's will for my life. And so I was nervous about it. But you know, he started to tell me that he is your husband, and he said, "You know, patience is required." He, and he started to tell me who Brian was. He's a mighty man of valor. He's uh, your partner in this vision that I have for you. He said, "Patience is required. You will reap if you faint not." You know, I will protect you in the process. So there was. This, I still remember it because I've meditated on it and went back to it in so many different times. And and I remember thinking, this really looks impossible. And here's the thing, though: what God taught me in that was how to stand for his prophetic purposes, not just for myself, but for Brian, for my husband, for others. And there were lots of lessons that I learned, right? I God had given me a vision of who Brian was, even though there was no natural evidence of that in his life currently. But I will tell you, as I stood for that, um, and there were, there were things that were contrary to that popping up in our conversations, or maybe it looked like he was going the other way. God also really purified my motives. I remember I would pray for Brian, right? I would pray for him, and, and the Holy Spirit would sometimes ask me, well, are you praying for him? Or are you praying for you? Are you praying because you need him to change in order for you to be okay? Or are you really praying out of a sincere desire for his well-being? And so, whoa, like that was intense. Right. So why am I sharing that testimony? I'm sharing that testimony because obviously it came true. I mean, the the, the, the the part of that prophecy was even he was the father of your children. So that meant a lot to me when I was having serial miscarriages. And I went back to that word for many, many years. I mean, heck, there are still things that was in 2004 and or 2003, maybe. And I don't know, it's been a long time ago, whatever. But I will tell you that there are still things in that word that have yet to come to pass that I have so much confidence that will because I've seen so many things already come to pass. And I'm in agreement with those. I'm in agreement with. Uh, God's plan for my life, God's prophetic purpose for my life. And I don't sit around and question those things. I just, they are just, I just know they're, they're going to happen just like everything else that's been in that prophetic word is going to happen. But why am I sharing that? I'm sharing that because not only do we partner with the Holy Spirit in the process of, of standing and, and uh, holding the vision and seeing the unseen while we're while we're in that light affliction, right? While our flesh is dying, while our our human humanness is kind of getting out of the way, but we also I really believe it's a powerful learning uh, opportunity that that God will use it to purify our motives. He will use us to teach us all kinds of lessons like that time that we are standing in the contradiction and standing for the breakthrough is a, a very intimate, precious, holy, sacred time with the Holy Spirit because we don't stand alone. We don't hold the vision alone, that the power and the grace of God is available to us in the midst of that contradiction to actually help us uh, and, and, and hold an inspired vision. And we can ask the Holy Spirit. I mean, in fact, I mean, this is such a powerful principle seen as believing that even as we're taking our thoughts captive, you know, as we get bombarded with thoughts throughout the day, I mean, especially, I mean, I remember as a parent, I would get all kinds, I mean, I still am a parent, you know, I get, you know, you get crazy things coming into your head about your kids. I mean, God forbid, you know, when I was little, it'd be about being in a car wreck or getting hurt somewhere, you know, whatever, just these terrible visions would come into my head. And I remember, and I still do, I ask the Holy Spirit, like, whoa, I cannot ruminate on that. I cannot meditate on that. So Holy Spirit, give me an inspired imagination right now so that I can cast that thing down and get back on track with your plans and your purposes for my kids and for my life. Right. So we we, we what I guess I'm focusing in on today is the necessity when you are seeing and when you are believing for something that you have to really begin to monitor what you're allowing into your, the womb of your heart, your imagination. What are you meditating on? What are you uh, focusing on internally? If you really tap into this idea that seeing the unseen is the key to manifesting the unseen and that Your light affliction will be just for a moment while you focus on the unseen, that the things that are unseen are more powerful. They are the eternal things and the things that are seen are temporal. Then what you're going to have to come to terms with at some point is that you can't just let your imagination run wild, right? This is we really have to develop this this capacity to focus. To focus with the Holy Spirit, to yield our imagination, to yield our, our our spiritual eyes, so that we can see into the Spirit. And every single believer, every single one of you, has the capacity to do this. Now, that doesn't mean that you're operating in it uh, on purpose all the time, but you can see the unseen. How do I know? Because you're already worrying. <laughs> you're already seeing what you don't want, right? So. What do we do when, when, we're, when we're stuck in that and we're ruminating and we can't seem to get that 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 negative image or that worry or that fear out of our mind? Well, I already gave you the key, right? We invite the Holy Spirit to help. We ask for grace. We pray in the Spirit. We take a shower, right? I'm not saying that there's anything magical about the shower, but the point is, is that we refocus on the Holy Spirit. And beloved, you know what? It, The fact that you pray in tongues, okay? If you don't, you need to go listen to my episode on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But the fact that you can pray in the Spirit, let me tell you what, you have power in your mouth. You can speak the words of God over yourself, over the situation, and they are creative words. I remember when I first got filled with the Spirit and started just praying in the Spirit every day as as just practice and habit. I'm telling you, divine coincidences were happening nonstop. Uh, My spiritual pops, I remember him telling me he got up every day and prayed in the spirit for an hour. I'm not trying to make it a religious exercise, but I'm telling you, he just had a revelation that there was power in it. And he said, I know God has a plan, a supernatural plan for my day, and I want to be on it. So I'm going to pray in the spirit because it causes me to get into the spirit. And it speaks like it lays out the, the, like if you were a train, it lays out the train track that, that my day is going to flow on. You know, so you do not have to do this naturally. You have access to the supernatural. Your spirit is creative. It is joined to Jesus. You are one with him. And so the trick is, is we got to get in the spirit. We got to get out of this natural mind, whether it's the enemy giving you these visions of defeat, whether it's coming from your past and you're you've just been in a cycle of, of defeat, you've never done this before, or maybe you've attempted and you've failed a bunch of times, right? You have to break through to a new level of consciousness, to a new level of awareness. You need revelation. You know, I remember that I read that quote one time by Einstein that says. You can't solve a problem on the same level of consciousness that created it, meaning we have to elevate. We need to elevate our vision. We need to elevate our awareness. We need to elevate and and step into that place where we are not seen even with our own human capacity right we have left the the limitations of the flesh we you know the flesh profit's nothing we have we have left the the limitation of what we can do in the natural and we are stepping into the supernatural with the holy spirit and the holy spirit knows how to get you from where you are to where he has you he knows how to get you into that victory he he is the master manifester right he's the one that said Um, That that, that manifested light when God said, let there be light. And that same Holy Spirit is the manifester that is working through you when you partner with him. So when you are feeling anxious, when you are just stuck in this place where all you see is defeat, all you see is the negative outcome, it is time for a time out. It is time to step into, I mean, you know, some people might call it spiritual warfare, whatever you want to call it. I call it, you know, the battles in between your mind, in your mind, right? And you are, you've got to get out of your humanness. You've got to get into the spirit. So whether that's worship, whether that's praise, whether that's singing, whether that's getting up and marching around. Like we got to do something different. We've got to shift. We've got to shift into the spirit and we've got to see the unseen because if you can see it, you can believe it. And if you can believe it, you can create it. You know, I remember praying for someone I might've already shared this testimony. Gosh, I feel like I share things so many, so many times, so many places. I forget what I share and what I do, but Hey, it's worth repeating. It's good to hear it again but i remember i have prayed and i'll just say it generically this way rather than th- this particular story but i have prayed for years for people's healings in various situations and i have watched them manifest and i watched the the i've literally seen like the force of of faith i've seen things like start to materialize and then whoo fade back start to materialize and fade back i mean whether that was uh, me Uh, really taking authority over something that was obviously demonic. And it was almost like in that particular moment, I knew that what I saw governed this realm. And if I went and magnified the enemy and magnified the symptoms and magnified a, a vision of something other than the victory of Jesus, I would see, I would see the symptoms intensify. I would see the situation, uh, uh, go in the the opposite direction, right? I would see the the the. I would see sickness materialize. I would see the the thing that I was praying against seem to not move. But as soon as I shifted and began to see and declare the victory, and began to focus on Jesus, and began to focus on what it was that I was manifesting, I would see it move. I used to tell people when I would train them all the time to heal the sick. I would say, "You when you say it, see it." Okay, when you say it, see it. It, It's just like I can't imagine Jesus speaking to the fig tree and not seeing it shrivel, right? He would see the outcome of his words. So he wasn't just saying, you know, things like just to say them like some principle. I was saying them. No, he was engaging in with his focus and engaging with the holy power of the Holy Spirit and operating as a son, operating in the creative vein that. That we have. And so when you are, this is so powerful that when you step into it and you, you can, you will start to under, you will start to recognize when you're flowing and when you're, when you're like trapped in the scene realm. It's like when you are dominating and when you are under it and you'll begin like that, that, that force of the Holy Spirit, that force, that gift of faith that starts to kick in. When you have that, the Holy Spirit engaged in your seeing it is, it is palatable. It is tangible. You can feel it internally. And what I'm saying is, is that we can shift it. And I'm not saying it's always easy, but beloved, it's also not easy just to sit under the torment. It's not easy to sit there and ruminate and meditate on on defeat, right? And so this is where the the Holy Spirit will kick in the moment that you begin to worship, the moment that you begin to speak the truth, the moment that you begin to, uh, the eyes of my understanding are enlightened and I know the hope of my calling. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that I yield my imagination. I do not, I am not in agreement with this outcome. I do not agree with these unpaid unpaid bills. I do not agree with this doctor's diagnosis. I do not agree. I trust God and Holy spirit. I thank you for visions of victory. I thank you that you are showing me the truth right now. I thank you that you are, are giving me, uh, the, the imagination of, of what this victory looks like. And then you just begin to just pray in the spirit and you begin to actually Take those thoughts captive through the power of the Holy Spirit. And so, beloved, I guess what I'm saying is, is that you aren't in this alone. Okay, you are one with Jesus and the Holy Spirit is a present help in the time of need. And we need the help of the Holy Spirit when we are experiencing a contradiction, when we are experiencing a light affliction, we're experiencing a heavy affliction, when we are experiencing something that we know is not the will of God, that it is not in alignment with heaven on earth. Right. And so. Whether that is a prophetic word that you have received from God, whether that is something that is resonating in your heart and you just know that this is the will of God, whether you just know you this is a part of your inheritance in Christ. The point is, is that this is that uh, we labor to enter into rest. This is this. I mean, this is the fight of faith. Uh, it's a fight in the sense that it's a fight between our ears. It's a fight to see. It's a fight to enter into that place where the works were finished before the foundation of the world, where the the plan of God for your life is already accomplished, where you are celebrating it and seeing it and experiencing it in the unseen as though it is already a right now reality. So I've said a whole lot here, but I, I wanted to, make it practical today with testimonies. I wanted to make it practical today so that you could grab onto it and, and do this where the rubber meets the road, which is whatever contradictions that you have going on in your life. So that is um, it for episode three, you guys. Now, before we wrap though, I wanted to make a big announcement today on today's episode and I wanted to let you know now if you're watching this live you can jump into this right now. If you are listening to this after the podcast then I mean when the podcast goes out then you will probably have missed this already. So I apologize but you can still get in on it just not at the the, the discount that I'm about to offer today. So today is an exciting day for me and I actually will be going live a little bit later in the Facebook uh, group with some more details but Uh, We are launching my new monthly subscription program called Elevate Today, you guys. And you here on the live are the first to hear about it. And we are offering a a 50% discount on this monthly subscription through the end of September. So for only $50 a month, you guys, you get to get coached by me. You get to be mentored by me. You get to get exclusive teachings by me. I've created some meditation. I get, we're going to do a meditation every month. I have, I'm going to be praying for you every month. There is, this thing is chocked full of powerful tools and resources and teaching and access to me. You know, I'm very excited about it. It's called Elevate. It's going to be, uh, I'll put the link here in the comments so that you can go check it out. We are going to do our first live teaching in Elevate next Monday, October 2nd at 9 a.m. We're going to do live teachings that are uh, exclusively for Elevate members every month. And again, I'm not going to spend a ton of time here on my live going through it, but you can check it out. I will put um, the, the link will be available on my website. You can go sign up there. I'll put the link in the comments here as soon as we wrap. But I'm super excited to be launching Elevate today and I am just excited for you to be a part of it. So come join me and Elevate as soon as you uh uh sign up, you'll be able to get access to this week's uh this month's uh, meditation, this month's prayer that I've done for you. The 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 when I say this month it'll be October. Uh the teaching is going to be next week. We'll have a coaching next month. It's just for Elevate members. Uh, We've all got lots of good things that we're planning for it. So go check it out. I'll put the link in the comments here and I hope to see you on the other side. So God bless you guys. Have a supernatural, amazing week and get those visions, get that internal world in alignment with what the Holy Spirit is wanting to co-create through you. So I love you guys and I'll see you later. Thanks for listening to Shalisa's podcast. This recording is, in part, made possible by our listeners. To partner with us, visit Shalise.com, where you can donate and help us spread the good news of our unshakable union with Christ around the globe. You can also find a link there to download Shalise's book, The Path, for free. And if you're ready to discover the call of God on your life and the purpose He created you for, then visit us at Shalise.com and watch Shalise's free training where you'll hear five keys to hearing God about your life purpose and transitioning into it. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, don't forget, the world needs the Christ in you.